following podcast contains coarse language and strong opinions on wine. Seriously, these two have potty mouths and little self-control. Listeners, you've been warned. Live from separate basement studios in suburban Chicago, it's another edition of That Wine Pod. I am Pete, and on the phone, coming across, coming in across town, the Casanova of quarantine, Vino Mike. Hello, everybody. What's up? Dude, this, uh, we're, we're shelter in place here in Illinois. We are. So that uh, means we can't sit face-to-face within the basement studios, the famous basement studios. So I don't really we, know we what's are going not. on. We are not face-to-face, and we are not sharing a bottle for the first time in that wine pod history. I have a little tear in my eye now. A little tear. I know. What's been going on? What have you been drinking during quarantine? <laughs> Self-quarantine. Yeah, Let, I wait, mean, let's, let's, let's be serious here for a second. Neither one of us are sick. Nobody in our family is sick. These are self-quarantine measures according to what the government has recommended yeah look we're following we're following all of the recommendations taking them very seriously uh you know as many listeners know we we both you know we both have children we're dads uh so i have a i have a kid in elementary school that's been home uh and i'm fortunate enough that my wife was able to transition from the office to a work from home situation which is full time and uh i as a restaurant server have been out of work for a full week um totally without a job so it's been it's been really challenging and interesting at the same time trying to adapt so quickly as things have changed day to day with how they've gotten a little bit more stricter with their recommendations for this uh, quarantine. And uh, I would like to document that today is Sunday, uh, March, what is it? 20, 22nd. I mean, it, it, can you even remember the days of the week right now or the dates? It's, it's a little bit challenging for me. Yeah. It's all blurred um, together. But uh, we usually of course record weekly for that wine pod and this this week was just too challenging for both of us so i'm 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 glad we're here today picking back up doing a a fresh new episode even though it is from quarantine and uh it's it's definitely been a week but yes lots of bottles have been popped and drained over these past uh few few days and one of the ones i wanted to lead off with is one that you're fond of that you actually gave me uh, to try, and it was the Kiona, Kiona, Kiona. Here we go again, right? Right. Uh, 2015 Cabernet Sauvignon Red Mountain. We kind of kicked off quarantine at Casa Vino Mike with some steaks. Uh, it was a nice. It was kind of a nice day. Spring is upon us, although today it's in the you know below freezing temperatures and snow is forecast later. So that's typical Chicago spring. But we did have some nice weather earlier in the week, so I threw some steaks on the grill to sort of kick off our home cooking and quarantine meals with something, you know, out of the ordinary, a little bit delicious and fun to do, and wanted to pair up a nice wine with it. So I picked the Kiona Red Mountain Cabernet 2015, and man, that that sucker was awesome. Uh, Very dense, very full-bodied, but 
that's kind of what you want with a New York strip. So it was awesome. Beautiful. We actually had steaks too early on and we decided we were going to go super special for day one. And we brought out a bottle of O'Shaughnessy, Mount Vitor, mm. Cabernet Sauvignon 2010. And first off, if you're going to pay over a hundred bucks for a bottle of wine, they should all be that good. Cause it was <laughs> right. It just silky and plush and spectacular, super balanced, mm. super complex. It just kept mm. evolving as we tried to keep our hands off the bottle and not just guzzle it because it was so good. Uh, but it was a baby still. 2010 and it was barely just I mean it was it was beautiful wine but it was still very very young if I had to guess that wine easily had another 25 years on it luckily I've got yeah. some bottles so I've got them stashed away still but man it was cool. just beautiful absolutely beautiful wine and then a second one we we opened was a 2007 Monsanto Chianti Classico Reserva so oh, that, cool. That was that was a lot of fun too. And that one I think is kind of right now in its prime. It's like right in that wheelhouse of just perfect Sangiovese right now. So that was a kind of two really special ones. My guess is we're gonna be going down market the longer this thing goes. We we started oh, way dude, up market. Uh, um... <laughs> <laughs> kind of like a party. You start with the really good stuff, then it kind of goes down for a while, and then then it kind of upticks at the end, you know, you'll you'll dig back into the cellar. So that's kind of what I'm, I'm thinking. What else did, what else did you pop open? Yeah. I mean, I'm practically in party mode right now. I mean, we have a few other special bottles on deck and just to have some context and, and paint the picture, the Vino Mike cellar is not at home. I, I have off cellar storage, off site storage, uh, at a professional, uh, cellar in the city of Chicago and it's very easy to go to and to deposit bottles and withdraw bottles, but it's not so easy to maybe want to do that when people are telling you to, to stay home and you want to do the right thing. So, um, I'm kind of, we're kind of getting towards the end of the withdrawal that I made the last time that I went to the cellar. So I'm trying to hold on to some of those prize wines that you were just talking about drinking. And we've, we, we're definitely, you know, have gone down market. But it's been kind of fun and adventurous, and I've had a few new things. Um, I was able to stock up at a local shop that I live nearby that actually I hadn't really gone into. And, uh, you know, kind of cool that I, this at least forced me to go somewhere new. And to my surprise, there was some pretty awesome stuff in the in this place. And so I ended up grabbing maybe about eight bottles or so. And it was an awesome, uh, it was probably around like a hundred bucks or something. And so far things have been tasting really good. So one, one fun one for me was uh, a wine called the Pinot Project. And it was a California Pinot Noir. I'd not heard of it and I had not had it, but when I look on the back label, it was a Skernick selection and great importer, um, Skernick wines, very well known. And I was like, all right, let's try this one out. A uh, good name on the back. I've never had it, and I believe it was like twelve ninety nine. And Pinot Noir under twenty bucks is almost impossible to find of kind of interesting and better than normal quality. 
And I thought this one was really nice. That was a good one. We had that with some uh, with some baked salmon that evening, actually, and it was a good pairing. Yeah, they've got they've been around for a little while. I want to say maybe a decade or so. Those have been around, and they've got like okay. a rosé that's a Pinot project. They've got a Pinot Grigio, I believe. Um, I remember they've got the Shard project. So it's a it's a nice little minimalist label. And mm-hmm. some good wines in there, and they, oh, they do um, they do rosé and can too. Oh, cool! So they got some. I would, I wouldn't mind trying that. Yeah, me too. I, I haven't had that one this year, but I did last year, and it was, it was good. Awesome. Yeah, uh, a couple other highlights from that score uh, was a a Beaujolais Village, uh, Jean Marc Burgode. Uh, 2017, maybe 1699, something like that. Again, awesome bang for your buck when it comes to Burgundy. We did a little, uh, Beaujolais show. If you're just joining us for the first time by chance, thank you for being here and be sure to go and check out that Bojo show for a little, uh, info on, on the Beaujolais region and why we both think it's, uh, offers incredible bang for your buck, but um, that that was a great bottle of wine, and then a, a wine by Carpinetto, uh, which is a Ooh. great producer of Chianti Classico and Vino Nobile di Montepulciano. Uh, this this is a I think a, a brand basically called uh, uh, Do, Dogajolo. Yeah, yeah. Where they do different wines under the label, mm-hmm. sort of like Hanoro Vera, um, and this was the red, and it was eighty percent Sangiovese and 20% Cabernet Sauvignon from Tuscany, and which is actually a Chianti Classico. A Chianti Classico can be that same blend, but they call this a baby super t- Tuscan. Uh, they're doing a little bit of marketing here for sure with that, throwing around that super Tuscan term and putting it under this uh, this this brand um, on the front of the label. It still but has it like the, the colorful leaves, right? Like fall leaves on the, yes. on the front? Yeah. Yep, exactly. Yeah, it looks like autumn on the front label. And I think we had a little pasta with with, with uh, sausage uh, with that wine. And I think that was maybe eleven ninety nine, somewhere around there, like 11 or $12. And man, I'd, I would, of everything I bought, I'd be most excited to go back and grab more of those. That was a nice little wine. Yeah, I remember back in the days where I had wine styles, the Dogayolo or however you say that. Uh, we would mm-hmm. sell just a boatload of it. Uh, it was just such a beautiful value and great everyday wine with almost, I mean, any food that you could pair a red with, it pretty much is going to go. It's It was super, super versatile. So I always love that one. I haven't had that in a while, but that's a good call. I'm going to have to hunt some of that down. Yeah. Yeah, man. Let me, I'll, I'll let you know where, when I'm going back, I'll, uh, pick you up some and drop it off on your stoop or something. <laughs> <laughs> right. Absolutely. Well, and I mean, you bring up a really good point that some of these shops are still open. Uh, some of the big ones, like in the Chicago area, it's Binnie's They're They're letting people into the store, but there's some others that are more like they're smaller and they're not letting people in. So one, we're both alums of, of a store called Vin Chicago, which is mm-hmm. an institution it used to be called Wine Discount Center, and the family has been in business uh, since right after Prohibition, so something like 87 years or something, 86, 87 years here in the Chicago area, so uh, an institution for sure, and they did something 
really interesting where, well, a couple things, I'll just talk about the pickup and then maybe you could, you know, hit on, on the, uh, the quick pick case that they did, which I thought was interesting, but yeah, I think it, I think it's great and outstanding. And before you jump into that, I, I just want to say that, yes, a couple of days ago, maybe a 24 hours ago, well, it was Friday, our governor held a press conference to say we are moving to shelter in place and essential businesses would still be open, like your grocery store and pharmacies and, uh, you know, things like that. And of course, liquor store, like wine shops, those thank you, governor, fall under essential businesses. And I, I just want to point that out that in, yeah. in, in the middle of a mass quarantine for, a, uh, a terrible virus going around essential businesses include wine shops. Yes. And dispensaries here in Illinois. So, you know, Oh, interesting. Yeah. They're both, they're both open. Yeah, for sure. So, but a shop like Vin Chicago had to get creative, right? Because there's it's smaller stores overall, not a lot of square footage and you, it's hard to control the flow of traffic in, in them in a right. way. And what they came up with was curbside pickup and there's, it's literally no contact. So there's somebody outside either expediting or you just call a phone number and you tell them that you're there and then they get your order, which, you know, for the most part has been pre-packed because you've ordered it online and somebody comes out, verifies that it's, you know, your order real quick and puts it into the, into your trunk or, you know, back of the car. So that basically there's no, no contact, uh, at that point yep. and very safe and very efficient. They really got it down. I actually went and picked up wine from them, uh, doing that. And it was very easy and it was a lot of, a lot of fun. I had to get, make sure I had supplies for who knows how long this will last and we're going to make the best of it yep. and have, have a, have a good time doing so. And I was really impressed by it. And there's other shops that are doing that too. We just happen to know Vin Chicago because we both work there. And full disclosure, I still do some consulting work for them and help write some emails and and you know do some strategy work with with the owner and such. So, uh, Peter, if you're listening, thanks so much. It's always fun to to still be a part of of things in the wine biz that way. But they did a quick pick case too, which I think both of us found pretty fascinating. Yeah, I thought this was excellent. Um, so. Look, this isn't really necessarily the time to go into a store and browse around for two hours and chat with the staff and, you know, sort of debate between what vintage of Chianti is better than the other or something like that. So this is to make it simple, get you some great wines and keep it interesting with a little bit of diversity. So the the quick pick, they call it, is a case of wine, 12 bottles that is broken into eight bottles of red, uh, then one sparkling one dry rosé and four bottles of white and it's a really cool selection it's a it's 199 bucks before tax uh so a couple hundred bucks for a great case of wine and you know you're getting a nice mix uh, of wines from around the world and you know before we kind of go through the wines real quick which i want to do I, I can definitely see this changing down the road and maybe having, they call it package one, maybe there will be a package two, or as some of these wines sell out, they'll change it up or just change it up to keep it diverse anyway. Um, but uh, yeah, they've got a really, one of my favorite Russian River Valley Pinot Noirs, Hartford Court, uh, the 2017 vintage, but these guys deliver like the goods for 
you know, talk about quality price ratio here. Um, so it's already leading off with a bang for me. Uh, there's a Cabernet blend from the Central Coast by the Paring, uh, called the Paring. And that's, uh, that's a great, I believe, I believe it's Santa Ynez Valley for that one. Um, but a, a nice like Bordeaux blend, Cabernet based blend, uh, delicious Chiani Classico from Castello de Bossi, uh, an awesome Cote de Roussillon red blend from Domaine Lafage, one of the masters for great wine, uh, at, at very low prices. Uh, this is called the Tessalay. It's an old vine blend of Grenache Syrah Morvedra. You get a Rioja Reserva 2014 by Baronia. That is an estate I was fortunate enough to visit on my trip to Rioja. They are incredible. They make some great, great wines. And, you know, considering the region of Rioja, they would be on like the large scale of production. And considering how much they make, the quality is amazing. And here we are, more of the stuff that you and I have talked about in this episode, Pete, like great, where's the great values from the world? South of France, uh, Rioja, Chianti. Um, it's awesome to get a California Pinot Noir in there. Usually that's not part of that conversation. Uh, there's a, an awesome Malbec. Uh, I believe it's pronounced Mi Taruno. I'm not 100% sure on that, but uh, I got a Malbec in there. The sparkling wine is Roterer Estate from Anderson Valley in California. Louis Roterer, a famous French champagne house. The, they make Cristal. They have their California set up in the Anderson Valley and do some awesome bubbly out there. So you get in a bottle of their Brut Non-Vintage. There's back to Domaine Lafage again, the Cote de Roussillon Rosé. And then the whites is kind of interesting. There's a, um, a Chardonnay, a uh, Chenin Blanc Viognier blend, the the infamous Pine Ridge uh, that you perhaps, uh, audience, you probably have seen that wine around. And then two Sauvignon Blancs, one New Zealand and one French from Sancerre. Uh, and the Chardonnay is from a small producer also in Central Coast, Santa Barbara County called Land of Saints, which Angela Osborne from Attribute to Grace is part of that. So it's really cool to see, uh, you know, some small production uh, wineries in this quick pick case. So anyway, that's the lowdown of that. And if you're out there in Chicago, I, I would honestly, Pete, I would definitely pick one of these up if I lived closer by. Um, and who knows, maybe I will down the road as, but this, this thing just happened a week ago. And so I just happened to go into my local wine shop to support them. And I kind of have a little bit of a, you know, I'm proud to do that. If you will go to my local in the town that I live in, um, having those tax dollars stay within where I'm at. So, but, uh, just anyway, looking at this, this case of wine and how easy it is to get, you can just order it on the internet. Um, you're, once you're confirmed, I think it's ready, uh, pretty quickly and, uh, you drive on up and let them know you're there and voila, they put it in your trunk and you're off with a great case of wine. Yeah. I bought one of these because I was so impressed by the overall, um, makeup of the case. And like you said, yep. Hartford court, I mean, they're single vineyard specialists and this Russian river designation is just bang for the buck is one of the best Pinots I believe on the market, especially in California. And then you brought up the pairing, which is made by uh, the same people that do Jonata. So, I mean, you're talking really nice juice here um, overall yep. and along with all the others that you named. So I, I loved it. I, I really was impressed by it. And this is the kind of thing that you can do. And it's almost like your own little mini wine club. Cause now you could taste these things, decide what you like and order more of them. So it's kind of nice. 
Yeah, that's right. And hey, you know, go grab two or three of these at once and yep. be, you'll be good for, for a little while. It's not limited to one case. Uh, it looks like you can order multiple oh, yeah. of these quick pick, uh, cases. So, sure. um, yeah, so that's, that's really awesome. Um, it's great to know that we can still support some of our small independent, uh, wine and liquor retailers out there. And, you know, the other, part of the industry that we're sort of a part of here is is the restaurant industry and that has just taken a tremendous hit as everybody knows uh i think the latest stats are 25 states have moved to shut down in in you know restaurant dine-in options so the restaurants have had to pivot and move to pickup and or delivery whatever they can do and 25 states half the country that's that's humongous and i wanted to bring up a pretty awesome website um called uh let's see dining at a distance and you know we'll link some of this stuff up in the show notes but dining at a distance it's a website that currently has maybe uh a couple of dozen cities listed on it or a little less than that and most of the cities are american cities but i did see berlin on there um, it might be the only international thing listed on there, but it's kind of cool to see something international on the site. And Chicago is on there where we live. But if you're listening from outside of Illinois, uh, check to see if your city is on there. And uh, if we click on Chicago, it takes us to a list, which I believe is ever changing of just I, I don't even know. Hundreds of restaurants are on this thing right now. And it just gives an incredible opportunity to support your local small businesses as they struggle to survive the COVID-19 closures that they've been forced into uh, by by the government. Yeah, there's a couple things within that. We have gotten to go an inordinate amount of times already trying to support our local restaurants that we really like. And... We're going to buckle down on that a little bit, both for our own budgetary reasons and because I don't want, I want to try to take away as much interaction as possible. And sometimes you have to go inside and I'm just personally, I I kind of hoping that we do kind of more curbside with this stuff. If any restaurants are listening, I think that's a good way, but there's a couple of pieces in there too that I really like, which are towns have relaxed there to go sales policies for wine uh, and beer around this uh, with this virus. So for example, local restaurants here where we're at in suburban Chicago can often now sell you wine with your to-go meal, which is nice for them. If you can't get to a shop or you just want that one specific bottle from that restaurant and that's where they, that's where it's at. It's maybe restaurant exclusive. You can get that around here, which is, which is pretty cool. The second part, I never thought I would see the day where a three-star Michelin restaurant would have to-go orders. And we saw that here in mm-hmm. Chicago with Alinea. And they yep. had a Wellington with like some sort of potato, like whipped potato and something. And they sold out, of course, because it's Alinea. And it was really cool to right. see. But man, I did not think I'd ever see the day where the words were uttered, Order to go from a from Alinea. That was just yeah. funny to me, uh, but it was great. I'm I'm glad that they were able to do it because at least it's some 
way now for these restaurants to continue in business and not all of them have like yours might shut down completely right we're no we're in the to-go business. oh you're in the to-go business okay good yep yep parker's is as far as i know uh, the most recent update was yes now something could change overnight and i'm not aware of it uh but i you know am happy to keep keep things updated on you know on social media with what's going on with that but um i have yet to be by but that's actually on my plans for our next to go lunch outing uh we did one earlier this week for week one uh just like you guys budgetary reasons i'm out of work right now we're trying to uh, hunker down and cook at home as much as possible but at the same time i do feel good about supporting doing what i can and we went out to do a, I did a, you know, to go order from a local restaurant nearby where we live. And I am hoping to go to where I work, uh, hopefully this week and check out what's going on there. Oh, um, I did, but, you know, I did see now, I, sorry, I missed it on the list, uh, yeah. on this dining at a distance. It is on there at number 1,111. Yeah. So, so I, I actually added it. <laughs> oh, okay. That's why, that's, that's why it's on there. I was wondering, uh, cause I did not see it before. Um, yeah, but yeah, that's awesome. I, I I love the fact that people are able to do this, and at least yeah. it gives the these restaurants a fighting chance to stay in business yep. during an unprecedented time. So it's nice. Now, fair warning. I mean, I added this like four days ago, and the world is so much different day to day. Like four days ago is the equivalent of a month ago. So, with Parker's, with any restaurant on this site, if you utilize it, it's always best, of course, to you know, do a little research, call in, make sure everything that you're seeing is, is what they're doing and, uh, you know, kind of hope for the best and understand that like, this is not the norm for these businesses. It's not the norm for Vin Chicago to come up with this strategy, what they're doing. So there's going to be some growing pains and the restaurants are doing that too. And on Saturday, yesterday, we had placed an order with a small family run restaurant that is now located in Chicago, but they got their start out in the Western Burbs in the same town that I live in called Westmont. And they offered a special pickup designation in Westmont that had uh, an hour time frame. It was supposed to be on Saturday from 4.30 to 5.30. They took advanced orders, quantities were limited, and they had enough sales within like probably 12 hours of them posting it, I'm guessing, to make this happen. And we were looking forward to it and it was going to be a nice meal at home. And man, it was total bummer. They emailed me and maybe some other people, I'm sure, to say we had a glitch in our system and we took in more orders than what we're able to actually deliver. And they had to offer an option of getting a refund or they could deliver it straight to my house this later this week, like Thursday or Friday or something. And uh, I thought that was cool of them to still have that on the table. But Thursday and Friday is a long time away in my world. So I didn't want to be committed to it. And I decided to just get the refund. But I'll be looking again to see if they're going to do this, uh, this Westmont delivery. And, you know, you had to put your license plate in and your make and model and you're supposed to pull up to the parking lot they were going to be at and they would just come to your car and, you know, curbside, basically. So um, Who knew but, that the restaurant business was going to take their cues from probably like the drug trade. 
you know. I know. <laughs> like, yo, meet me on the corner at the two p. You know, like, I mean, I don't know what that's like, but you know, sure, I've seen it in movies. That's right. That's how. That's <laughs> my only experience. Also, well, I think that you bring up a good point though, which is be patient with businesses. This is not the way that they normally do things. We picked up from our favorite sushi joint the other night for Friday's mm-hmm. dinner, and the fact is. It was chaos, complete and utter chaos. And that's okay. I mean, I went and sat in my car. He waved at me. I went in, got real quick, you know, got the thing or, you know, he kind of met me and we, and I left. It was no big deal. The other thing that I'm going to bring up, if you're able to, I understand the economic situation in this is unknown. It can be dire for some and for others, it's not. If it's, if you've got the money, consider maybe a bigger tip than you would normally leave and definitely consider leaving a tip as if you were dining in. If you can help these businesses a little bit with that, I think it's a, a really good idea. I know that we've been very conscious of that as we've taken to go orders to tip like we ate there and maybe had a drink or two um, with our meal just in order to, every dime is going to matter to making sure that your favorite places survive coming out of this. So just a just a little tip from us to to try to help support local as much as you can. The big chains, they're going to have some suffering too, but most of them are going to be able to, to weather this just because of sheer size and volume. It's the little restaurants and little shops that are near you that they're going to get hit the most. Yeah, and, now I'm and off it's sad to think about. <laughs> well, it's just, you know, it, it gets you thinking like how many of these are not going to be around once this all you know, once we weather the storm, if you will, uh, not everybody is going to make it through this. Um, we'll see. I, I mean, I hope so. I hope there's some economic relief provided from the government. And, uh, you know, we all got to do our part if we're willing to go out and do some to-go orders as much as possible. It's practically making a donation. I mean, you are getting food for your donation, but uh, throwing a little extra on top, like you said, thinking about it as gratuity or just an extra donation, uh, every little bit helps right now. And if they offer wine or beer to go, why not? Grab a bottle, you know? Um, a lot of them are doing major discounts to move through the stock that they have. And this is happening in quite a few states where they're loosening up these laws. Now, you have to get food, okay? So you can't necessarily go and just get a bottle of wine or a beer. Mostly you have to order food in order to do that. But it's worth asking. And uh, what can be cool about that is they might have some stuff on that list that you can't find in your local retailer. Yep. Absolutely. Well, what else is fun? What what else is going on? What else have you seen that's that's kind of unusual or or been going on maybe because of the quarantine? Uh, well, you know, sort of staying within within the box that we're in right now. I've seen a lot of wineries on Instagram offering up some great deals for shipping, and we are in the springtime. It you know, if if there's ever a few silver linings in there, uh, making lemonade out of lemons, it is a great time to ship wine. So. You know, you can support some of your, uh, you know, small wineries in this time of need where they're, they're also, you know, of course, we're talking about, right, California, Washington, Oregon, uh, areas that have kind of been hit hard out of the gate with the uh, virus. And a lot of those wineries, like restaurants, have been forced to shut down their tasting rooms and they're losing business. And a great way to support them is to hop online and, you know, buy a case. So, you know, one of my 
I'm very, very fond of Whitcraft and one of my favorite wines. They're in Santa Barbara, small, small, like literally one man production stuff here. And they're offering, uh, six bottles shipped for free. And I think it was 10% off all wine. Oh, wow. And you can go to, you can just Google Whitcraft or go to his Instagram and click on the bio. It's really easy to find. We can link it up, but you know, that's a heck of a deal. And those are really hard wines to get your hands on. So now to get it with free shipping and a discount on just six bottles, you know, boom, again, this is not an endorsement. We're not being sponsored by Whitcraft. I'm just talking about some of the things that have caught my eye that I've seen, um, you know, bouncing around social media and another, you know, speaking of social media, I got to give a shout out to one of our listeners. Uh, his Instagram handle is Instavino Veritas and he's, he, this is really fun. So he's been doing an alphabet challenge where every day he started with the letter a and every day he's drinking a different bottle of wine from his own collection. He is not going out to try to source the wines that he needs and he's trying to work through the alphabet. So uh, I believe he has gone through the letter E, uh, which I actually wanted to ask you because I've not had this wine for, and he said that the letter E was a little bit of a struggle for him to find something. And it was an orange swift wine. Do you know, do you, do you happen to know what I'm talking about yet? Pete just mentioning orange swift. Uh, if you would say orange, I mean, and it wasn't talking about locations just the E correct. Not locations. Right. Right. Not that. Huh. I had never heard of this wine. So it's called Equinox. Oh yeah. Equinox. Yeah. I was going to, so my next guess was eight years in the desert. Ah, letter E, right. Even yeah. though it has the number eight. Ah, all yeah. right. I, I think the judges would allow for that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, it's, it, it, it is written out as eight years. So, uh, Equinox, I am actually familiar with, it was one of their, exclusive to wine club uh wines recently mm -hmm. so that's how i that's the only reason i know is i every every time a new wine from warren swift comes out and somebody's not in the wine club they ask if 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 i'm able to get it it's it's just yep. i don't know it's kind of like when pappy gets released everybody wants to know if i yeah, get my same. hands on it right well anyway this is this it's been fun to follow and i'm definitely interested in what the letter F is, maybe some Frank family. I mean, I have no idea what's in a cellar or anything, but uh, he started with a wine called Anomaly. Um, then there was Brace and Bit. Uh, looks like a Petit Syrah. Uh, C was Cake Bread, but not just any Cake Bread. It was the Benchland Select, which is a tremendous, awesome bottle of wine, Cabernet Sauvignon from Oakville. Uh, then D was Dow, the Dow Reserve, and then E was the Equinox that we just talked about. So, oh, you, know, you know, people what? are getting wanna, creative out there. Yeah, I want to be, I want to yeah. be, uh, clear. What I meant is Equinox is the name of the club. Yes. Yeah. Equinox. Not, it's not, the Roman numeral nine. Yeah. By the way. And it says war paint on it. I don't know. I can't decipher what the label means, but I figured maybe you had some familiarity with it. Yeah, it's just, it's part of, like, it's the na it's the name of the actual club is Equinox. So there's Milk yep. Run and there's Equinox. So Cool. Yeah. And then, you know, I'm, I'm actually doing something that I've not done in my life. I have a Coravin now. And I think this time of quarantine, uh, maybe we'll call this the, the Corin Vin. 
Um, haha. And uh, this might be a great time to get yourself a, a Corvin and start experimenting with that where you don't have to necessarily drink a whole bottle in one night and you can save that prized bottle that you want to, you know, you want to drink and you want to taste. So for my first, uh, can you just tell people what Corvin is in case they don't know? Oh yeah, absolutely. In case you don't know. Yes. Corvin is a device that allows you to pour wine out of a bottle without opening the bottle. And then it, when you're done, it preserves the wine. So it's basically this really thin needle that uh, goes through the cork and then using a, using gas, it draws wine out of the bottle into a glass. And then you can, when you're done, just release the needle out of the cork. And the, the hole that the needle makes is so small that the cork closes naturally on its own. It kind of re-expands and fills in the space so you can save that wine. They say that you can save it for up to years after corvining something for the first time. So um, I'm not sure I'll try to see if that's an accurate statement or not, but uh, it is kind of a cool concept to think about. And they are very particular to say it has to be natural cork. So if you have something with a synthetic cork or something that doesn't look natural, it's not guaranteed that that hole is going to seal up and it could let uh, some oxygen through, which we all know is not good for wine in the long run. Very good for wine when you want to drink it right away, but not good in the long run. So also, that is what a Corvin If you've got a is. screw cap, please do not yeah. try to put the needle through that. That would be bad. No. And I guess there, I guess there's a company that makes a screw cap designed for Corvin. Um, and it might say so on the screw cap somewhere. So there, there is a way, but anyways, let's, for the most part, yeah, you don't, you don't want to go through the screw cap. That's not going to seal itself back up. I don't know how the one for Corvin does. Maybe there's some synthetic thing underneath that closes back up after. I'm not sure, but maybe we can figure that out and talk about that another time. But hey, I decided to Corvin a Pinot Noir from Oregon. It's a 2008. Uh, Saint Innocent is the winery. It's from Shea Vineyard and I'm drinking, I've been drinking it this whole time, Pete. I, I can't do an episode without a little glass of wine. So that's what, that's what I'm drinking up in here. Nice. Well, I think that we've gotten a lot of good info, hopefully into people's hands on how they can drink through any kind of quarantine or shelter in place orders and help out some local businesses. And as we said, we're not sponsored by any of them. Uh, but we wanted to bring up a few of them that we just thought were doing a good job. And uh, anything else you wanna you wanna say before we hit the road on this episode? I don't think so. But you know what's working for me is trying to hold on to as much uh, normalcy as much as my regular routine that I had prior to quarantine. So uh, you know, enjoying wine is one of like the little things, and it helps a lot. And I'm just grateful to be able to be doing that, recording this episode. Of course, it's great to be back, uh, back out there and get an episode out there for you guys. I think it's safe to say that, uh, you know, we're, we'll, we'll do our best to try to find the time to be able to do this again and hopefully get some more episodes out there. Um, but, uh, you know, and that's, that's, that's about all you know, that I have to say, uh, just, just holding on to anything you can, um, that you had prior to, uh, prior to the quarantine. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I wanted to just bring up, I, I do produce a few other podcasts and host a few others. And I think that they can be of help during this time. One of them is called Be Better Today, which is just a quick one to two minute podcast every morning that comes out that gives you a quote around a subject and a little bit of commentary for me on it. But it's just meant to be a way to give some focus and positivity to start a day. And then the other one is called the No Fear Project. And this is one that also has a group on Facebook that if you want a safe place to come and kind of talk through feelings and fears, it's got to be one of the most safe and supportive places on the internet and all of social media. It really is a great group. We'll link that up in the show notes. And there is a podcast also with the No Fear Project. And I went over kind of my struggles and fears with this quarantine period in this last episode uh, on No Fear Friday. I think it was No Fear Friday number eight. So if you want to check that out too, that would be awesome. Uh, Any support for any of our podcasts that the little network that we've put together called Paragon Media would be fantastic. And we really, really appreciate it. And all the support that you guys have shown to that wine pod, we just want to say thank you once again. And if if this has meaning at all, it's right now, right? Life is short. Right. (laughs) You know, get out there and drink what you like tonight. Thank you for listening to That Wine Pod. Connect with us on Instagram and Twitter at at That Wine Pod. And we are That Wine Podcast on Facebook. Also, check out Mike on Instagram at Vino Mike. And Pete is at Fat Man Stories. Please subscribe to That Wine Pod on your favorite podcast app and leave a review for us on Apple Podcasts. It really helps the show. The music is Proto Funk by Kevin McLeod. That Wine Pod is a production of Paragon Media.